Welcome to the Wholehearted Eating Podcast, where non-diet nutrition, weight-inclusive care, and integrative health collide. We're your hosts, Dana Montes and Christina Hoyt, licensed integrative clinical nutritionists and body image coaches. And we believe you deserve to have a joyful relationship with food in your body, even if you have a chronic health condition or symptoms that just won't quit. On this show, together and with our guests, we're bringing the real talk, no BS5, with tangible tools to help you pursue health and wellness without obsession or restriction. Remember our disclaimer, this podcast is meant for general information purposes only and should not be taken as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey there, friends, and welcome back to the Wholehearted Eating Podcast. This is a bonus episode, as you might be able to see if you're listening to it when it comes out. Not our normal Wednesday episode, but uh, this one is just for fun. So me, Dana, and my friend Kara are coming on today to talk about our best and favorite books of 2022. Yes, you hear that right. Books. Our least favorite books of the year. Our biggest surprises and disappointments. The books that we very vehemently disagree on and why. And our top book recommendations for anybody looking to get into or get back into reading. So quick disclaimer before we get started today. Just because we didn't like a book doesn't mean that it's awful or that you won't like it, right? These are just our opinions. And this is also just a fun episode to break up some of the more intense stuff that we've been talking about lately. And if you have all been following the podcast or if you follow our newsletter where I share my favorite books every week, this isn't exactly something new, but I am a voracious reader. And so we just wanted to do something a little bit different. And we would love, absolutely love to hear from you What were your favorite or best books of 2022? What were your biggest surprises or disappointments, recommendations? I would love to hear them. Either shoot us a DM on Instagram or send us an email or however you'd like to get in touch with us on the Patreon, anything like that. And if you all love this episode, please let us know because Kara would love to come back on probably like, I don't know, halfway through the year. We could do a little reading recap and update. So this is, uh, as you will see, a bit of a longer episode because we really just went off on a bunch of these books that we loved so much. So grab some coffee, grab some tea, settle in, you know, pop us in your earbuds or in your car if you're driving, walking, doing dishes, laundry, whatever it is, and uh, get ready. And we hope you enjoy the episode. I just figured it would be really fun to do this and like why oh not? totally fun Especially, i feel like everyone wants to like read more these days like right. everyone like the, the pandemic changed the book industry oh yeah um well plus like i mean one of the reasons i wanted to do this was because so many of the topics that we talk about on the podcast are like so heavy right and i'm like oh i'm sure we have another side to our personalities too like we're not always <laughs> just talking about the heavy stuff so i thought it'd be fun to do kind of like a way different episode than we normally do so yeah um <laughs> so you know what i was thinking about before we got on today is like you know those influencers that are like oh my god everyone's been asking me about my skincare routine oh my god like don't do that this is the episode that nobody asked for but we know you're gonna enjoy it anyway oh my god <laughs> they are i swear to god like people care more about the books that i read about than about my business right like I no mean, one gives a, no one gives a shit what i do for a living they just want to know what i'm reading it's so funny whenever i post anything on my stories or you know like whatever about like tell me your favorite books of the year immediately so much engagement my regular content okay. they're like oh yeah i see it okay <laughs> yeah but anyway before we dive into we're going to talk all about like our favorite books most di- disappointing or surprising books like who knows where we'll go honestly before we dive into all of that 
Kara, please introduce yourself besides just you're one of my best book reading friends. <laughs> oh, I love that title, best book reading friend. Okay, I'm Kara McCartney. I live in Washington, D.C. I am a copywriter by day and a web designer. And I love to read, not as much as Dana. Dana, you are the book queen. I bow down to you. You hit, <laughs> you cross a tri- um, triple digits this year, right? Like you hit over a hundred books. Yeah, yes. you're insane. <laughs> um, but so Dana and I have known each other since what? Circa 2013. Yeah. I used to work for a paleo startup. Uh, found out that you lived outside DC and I moved back here. I've been friends ever since. But I actually owe kudos to Dana for like helping me re-uncover my love of reading because she invited me to join a book club during the pandemic. And that year, peak pandemic, pandemic, March 2020, March 2020, it was honestly the only thing I looked forward to those days. Just that and watching reruns on TV. It was terrible. Um, That year, I think I read maybe 20 books or something. And I was so proud of that number. And then I read... 50 books the next year, which I literally had to finish my book on my 50th book on New Year's Eve (laughs) in order to hit that number. So it was actually hard to do this past year. I read 80 ish books around. I don't know actually my number because I didn't put so many um, really dirty, unlimited, like Kindle (laughs) unlimited, like dirty books on my Goodreads. So I don't actually know my full number this year. So yeah, probably like a hundred. It's so funny because I feel like you're just one year behind me in terms of books, right? Like I got into, I started really getting back into reading like after grad school. So like 2017 and I was looking back at my Goodreads the other day and it was the same thing. It was like 2017, I think I read like 12 books, right? And then it was like Mm -hmm. 20 and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then the year that you read 20 books, I read 50 and you were like, oh my God, Dana, that's insane. And then that's like, so nice. Right. And then the next year, like last year, I read, I think like 70 or 80 or something like that. And then you read 50. And then this year I read over a hundred, which I'm a little bit embarrassed about, but it's fine. <laughs> this podcast but is your not whole to- family reads at an alarming rate. Like your mom and your yeah. brother read so much that's true I bet that's something I've never talked about on here before so my my family aside from my dad which we make fun of him for um my my mom and my brother who's a couple years younger than me are really really big readers um and my high school which is in Bethesda Maryland my mom has been volunteering at their used book sale like since I was there so like 2004 to 2008 um and since then we've been going to that book sale every year and it's like for anyone who's in the area (laughs) Like hardcovers are like $3 and paperbacks are like $2. And so Kara now comes every year too. Um, And so we used to get a ton of books there. And so we're all kind of like voracious readers um, and we all like share books and stuff. But so yeah, during the pandemic, it was really like, let me dive into all of these books that I've been getting at the book sale because it was like, well, if I don't have a lot of clients today, what am I going to do by myself? Read. (laughs) Right. Which is so awesome. Okay. Um, what was your, this is such a hard question. Like I could never say one book, but what was your favorite book of the year? Okay. So last year I had a much clearer answer for this last year. My top book was legend born by Tracy Dion. Highly recommend. Of course. Yeah, of course. So I talk about this in our newsletter all the time, but I am a fantasy girly. Like I love fantasy books. Like when I read it's 98% of the time for escapism, right? Like I don't want to be, if I'm reading, I don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere else. I want my brain to be on all sorts of adventures, right? Right. So it's like 
fantasy. It's like, I used to read a lot more like dystopian, like in like the Hunger Games era and stuff, um, which I actually really want to reread. But so fantasy is like my main thing. So (laughs) this year, so I have two answers only because recency bias. So you'll see. So my favorite book of the year is actually one that I gave you. (laughs) So it's Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse. Wait, what'd you give me? Um, oh, I haven't read that yet. Yeah, okay. It's great. So it's like um, pre-Columbian, like Mayan folklore fantasy with like mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different like magic. And there's also historical elements in it as well, which was so cool. And one thing that I'm noticing more and more about myself this year is I love, and Kara, you'll know this, is I love yep. like atmospheric writing. Like I just love being there like in the story I want to be captured by it so I read that in the beginning of March and I have not been able to stop thinking about that book for like nine months so damn yeah the sequel I also liked it wasn't as great as the first one but I then funny story about this um I thought Black Sun was a standalone and then it was like surprise there's the second book is coming up in April so a month after I read it so April 22 so it's out now and then I was reading this and I was like there were like 80 pages left and I was texting one of my friends who was also reading it and I was like there's no fucking way that she wraps this up in a duology like what is happening and he was like nope nope it's a trilogy and I was like god damn it like (laughs) what's happening but so it was awesome highly recommend and then recency bias because the last book of the year that I finished is called Strange the Dreamer by Lainey Taylor, mm-hmm. who wrote the Daughter of Smoke and Bone trilogy, which I also really liked. But oh, this yeah. is just another one that is like, her writing is so beautiful. It's so lyrical. Um, it's like, I honestly, I don't even know how to completely describe this book in, in a uh, concise way because it's set in this alternate universe and it's following this like very kind of like, poor librarian named Laszlo Strange and Strange is the name for like bastards in this world so like he has no idea where he came from like he used to work at or he used to be at a monastery and then he like stowed away at this library now he's there and then all of a sudden he becomes obsessed with what's called the lost city of weep and so he's like constantly researching all of this and then he basically gets an opportunity to like go to this city and then all of these mysteries start to unfold and there's like gods and there's like blue people and there's magic and all this other stuff it kind of reminded me a little bit of avatar a little bit the movie Um, right but so i read the first book and i just like i did a tandem read like audiobook and physical the audiobook the narrator is so good and i was just so captivated by that story but again i read it like the very end of december so i'm like is this my favorite book of the year or is it just i really loved this book and it's definitely one of my favorites but i literally it's so fresh in my memory i'm not sure but those would be my answers what were your favorite books of the year um okay before i dive into my first um or my favorite books of the year i have to say something about what you were talking about with like black sun turning into a trilogy this was my year of reading incomplete series oh no you hate me so much i hate it (laughs) i am programmed to like binge something on Netflix or read books because I didn't read for so many years that I'm catching up on some really good series that were written in 2012, Mm -hmm. you know, and so they're done and I fly through them. Well, now I'm reading all these books that are incomplete. And first of all, it's so frustrating. I was literally actually about to read that book by um, the new series by Victoria. 
How do you say it? ADR? Oh, ADR, the woman who wrote The Red Queen. Yeah. Exactly. So her new um, Realm Breaker series, I was literally going to start it today. I had both books from the library, but it's an incomplete series. And you know what? I was just like, you know, 2023, I'm not doing this. Wait, I'm this not is playing. news to me. I definitely thought it was a duology. So that's good to know. <laughs> oh, I thought it was, I think, oh, well then I'll double check. Um, now you're making me second guess everything in life. No, I mean, I, I only knew that there were two books out. So it's probably I, three knowing her. I, I think another one is coming out and I was just like, I'm going to wait because I can't keep doing this to myself. <laughs> and another thing that happened to me, I'm not sure if this is also going back to what you said about the timing, like the recency of some things, but because I literally waited a year, a 12 months of my life for a, for a book to come out. I think I overhyped myself for these series that I was in love with. And then like the third book kind of just felt, didn't, it wasn't a bad book. I loved it, but just felt a little flat to me. And that made me, I also recommend it, but it was almost like a little disappointing. I feel like that, that makes multiple sense. times to you this year. It happened so many times. So I'm looking at my shelf right now. So one of the best uh, series that I read this year was Kingdom of the Wicked. And for readers listening that don't know me from Adam, I am right there with Dana with fantasy and romance, I will say, are oh, yeah. my true, two, true. <laughs> two jams. Those are my top genres. And I loved Kingdom of the Wicked. And it's so obviously no spoilers, but uh, it's set in Italy. This girl, her, this is not a spoiler. It comes up within a couple chapters. Her sister gets murdered. Her twin sister gets murdered. And she has to partner with a demon from hell to essentially figure out her murderer. So, I mean, it has everything. It's great world building. It has romance. It's also a mystery. I loved it. To me, the second book in that series was a perfect book. Like, perfect like I was obsessed with this thing I finished that thing and started rereading my favorite parts immediately oh my gosh the, the third book was my most looked forward to release of this year and it was like a b plus to me mm. but but like expecting an a plus and getting a b plus it just I don't know it just kind of crushes your soul yeah. so <laughs> yeah. I struggled with that a little bit okay my other favorite books that I can dive into the words is my favorite romance book of the word of the year. I've been begging everyone to read it. It's by this indie author. I found it on Kindle Unlimited and it was, oh my God, if you love like a tortured love story, like we're talking Lady Gaga, like love <laughs> story here, read this book. It, it The dialogue is so fantastic. Um, and the author is coming out. So it's not, it's not fantasy, so it's just, I don't know what the word to say. It's in the same world, mm -hmm. right? But it's it's not There's a fantasy book. It's just no, it's not it's not fantasy. I don't know what's the word to say that it's a romance book. It's just coming out with a sequel, but it's not really a sequel. It's just oh, about a other yeah, a companion book about other characters in the book, and it's coming out this January. And I, oh my god, I'm so pumped to read this book. Um, oh, and then the last one, sorry. I'm kind of hijacking right Don't now. Don't be but... sorry. I have plenty more that I can add. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just like go on and on. The Inheritance Games. Okay. I, this Inheritance Games was so hyped. And whenever there's a super hyped book, I'm like, how good can it actually be? Pretty fucking good, apparently. <laughs> this was such a, re it was the most refreshing series of the year. It is such an easy read. If you're trying to get back into reading, this is such a good series to start with because 
you know, it doesn't take me a hundred pages to figure out what the plot line was or, and I wasn't dealing with 10,000 point of views and there's not a huge cast in it. Like it was just like, it's not so, thrown it's a glass a, is what you're saying. It's not thrown a glass. Yes. I have so many issues with thrown a glass. And what a frustrating series. No, this was just like so easy to absorb. I, I read the second book in a day. Like it's that easy of a read. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those are my top ones. <clears throat> oh no I forgot another one no you go add, so it, I just add, it. <laughs> add it okay defy the night by I literally cannot say this um author's name Bridget Kemmerer is that her name she lives right by us she lives in Baltimore yeah um I loved that series another really refreshing read um unfortunately only two works have been published and there's gonna be a third so yeah those are my top three well, or four so the bummer and the good news about that right is so we were supposed to go to that book signing together. Right. And oh, then yeah. You got totally sick, sorry. right? So I went and I got it signed for us and everything. But the good news is, since she's from Saverna Park, which is right outside Baltimore, I guarantee you that for her third book, she'll come back and then we can go again to the book signing. So, and, yeah. And this time I won't have COVID. So I'll actually be able to attend. Yep. 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 Um, okay. So I'll add another one. So this was <laughs> shocking to everyone. This is a memoir. <laughs> Okay. But you'll understand why in two seconds. So um, everyone knows that I'm a massive Harry Potter nerd, fan of the series, not of the author. She's a bigoted piece of shit. But (laughs) Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter movies, came out with a memoir this year. And it was so fun because it's him talking about growing up as like, you know, a child actor, like before the Harry Potter series, and then what it was like to, you know, basically fake his way onto Harry Potter films. And then like, you know, what happened after and everything. And like, he's had like a lot of mental health struggles, and he went to rehab and, you know, for all this stuff. And so he really goes into detail and everything. But so I, spoiler alert for everyone, if you didn't know, if you don't have Audible, you can get a free credit (laughs) by just signing (laughs) up for 30 days. So I did that. And then I got the audiobook and he reads the audiobook. So I was Love like it. reading the physical book and the audiobook and it was just so fun and hearing all these like behind the scenes things from like his life and the Harry Potter movies and all about like Alan Rickman and Richard Harris and like Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson and all this stuff was just so so fun and I loved it so much. So that would be my other kind of top. Um and then one which was like a really big and I guess we'll go next we'll go into like our biggest surprises of the year which could be like either good or bad right right Um, one that was really surprising to me is like I so I don't really read like middle grade or anything um which is like more young adult readers right Mm -hmm. but I'd seen people talking about this first book called Amari and the Night Brothers um this is the one that I recommended you a couple weeks ago when you were in a reading slump. So it's middle <laughs> grade and it really, again, on like the line of Harry Potter, it really, really reminded me and gave me like the same kind of vibes that I felt like the first time I was reading the Harry Potter books because it's about this girl whose brother disappears and he had this really mysterious job. And so she then gets like, she learns that she's kind of been, um, given a scholarship to what's called the Bureau of Special Investigations. Mm -hmm. And it's basically like a magic school for kids, right? But so the really cool thing about this book is like, it's set in modern day. So there's, you know, there's not like 1990 technology. There's like 2020, you know, two (laughs) or three technology. But at the same time, the main character is a black girl from the project. So there's a lot of really important conversations about like 
race and classism and everything like that and how that really played into her experience. And it's also just like a story of friendship and found family and everything like that. And it was just so wholesome and so fun while also having a lot of these like very real conversations. I blew through the first book and then the sequel as well. And I'm sure there's going to be another book, but it was just, it was so fun and so heartwarming. And I like, I haven't read like a middle grade book since I don't think I was like in elementary school or anything like that. I love it. If I ever get back, if I ever, when I eventually Mm -hmm. get back into a reading slump, I think I'll get like a middle grade book or something because it was so fast to go through and it was just so fun. Yeah, that's how I felt about the inheritance games. Just like something that's such an easy book. And I I feel so strongly about this, no matter what you're reading, like reading (laughs) is not work. Like I think that's, Oh my gosh, if anyone listening to this does not read very much, and they're like, how do you read so much? Read something that you actually like. Yeah. Don't make a chore of it. I Dana and I talk about this all the time. For the love of everything good, you do not <laughs> only watch documentaries on Netflix. So stop reading boring ass books. Mm-hmm. You stop reading nonfiction and your psychology and your self-help and your business books. Just mm-hmm. read something fun. I mean, oh my gosh, the, the first Harry Potter book is totally middle grade yeah I mean it's like a very you would know you've read it about 13 times <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah read something super easy they don't have to struggle through and like mm-hmm. beat a dead horse yes okay and you know audiobooks are so great too if you're really struggling with that like just finding finding an audiobook author like when you start listening to something and you're like oh I really like this person's voice some audiobooks now have like a full cast of characters yeah. and different voices and stuff, which is so cool. I um I rarely listen to audiobooks, but there was one book that it was like I loved the world building and I I cared enough to know the ending. That's always what I say about finishing books is mm-hmm. if you're ever struggling through a book, just ask yourself, do I care how this ends? If the answer is no, just put it away. There are so <laughs> many books out there to read. But I actually I did I did want to know how this thing turned out. It's called The Last Magician, another book that came out maybe circa 2013. But it is it is dense. <laughs> I loved the world, but it was really, really hard to get through. And it's 500 pages. It's the first one in the series. Yeah, didn't you say pages. there were like seven books or something in the series? Yeah. I was like, I, I, that's why I haven't like, continued because it's such a struggle. But I was designing this website and I was on a hard deadline. So I switched to the audio version. And that's how I got through the book. Is mm-hmm. I, It was the only um, audible book I listened to the entire year. But I found out how it ends. And it, it actually was a very interesting book. I B plus. Yeah. That reminds me of like almost every Sarah J Moss book ever is like, there's so much world building. There's so much shit going on. You're like, do I really care how this ends? And then in the last 30 pages, she's just like, boom, explosion. Like now you want to know everything. You're like, now I have to read the next book. (laughs) Yeah. This is, this is, this author is so frustrating. This is literally why I haven't read. What's the series that everyone's talking, that everyone's obsessed with again, that I haven't read. Court of Thorns and Roses? Yes, that. I have not read that series. Everyone talks, everyone recommends, mm-hmm. everyone talks about it, but she is just, it's just, every book is so long and so yeah. dense. And I'm just like, I, you need to be like, really, that is a vacation book. That is not a, oh yeah. I'm exhausted at the end of the day book. Okay, <laughs> what are my surprises of the year? Um, I have some disappointing ones, but I feel, mm, I mean, me obviously, too. My best surprise of the year is the one that I already mentioned was The Words, which again, Kindle Unlimited. If you have not discovered Kindle Unlimited, 
there are some weird ass books out there that are just every kink in the world has been written about it i mean do not share an amazon prime account with your family (laughs) like you did (laughs) this is this is so embarrassing I, I shared an Amazon account with my brother and I didn't know because I didn't have a Kindle. I was reading um, a book on my desktop because I didn't own a physical Kindle yet. And I also had a Kindle app on my phone. So I didn't realize that when I order something, it is automatically delivered to the Kindles on oh, the God. account. And, and also these are not discreet books by any stretch of the imagination. Like it's just like a shirtless man and they're <laughs> delivered to <laughs> my older brother's like kindle and I'm, i text my sister-in-law and i was like so i just found something out and i tell her the whole story she's she's losing it she's like i was like i literally feel like my older brother just discovered my porn collection i mean that's what this is right it's just it's just written form instead of video that's that's what we're looking at so i went to my boyfriend i was like babe i i need you to create a kindle account and i need you i need you to sign in for me <laughs> So yeah, uh, um, so all of that to say, so with that just disc- fun disclaimer out of the way, the words was actually, uh, oh my God, I can't tell you how much. I'm so obsessed with this book. It, it was so great. I will say it definitely has a morally gray uh, male lead in it. So that's not your thing. Steal, steer clear, I like but I was all Everybody loves that now. I, oh my, <laughs> in real life, hell no. Yeah. But in a book, oh my goodness. It's, <laughs> Like the more red flags in a book form, it's like all the green flags. Um, I loved it. Ooh, another one that was actually this is actually another positive surprise. I don't. I think I saw this on Instagram. Um, the Off Campus series is by L. Kennedy. It's about again, it's a series of book where every single book in the series is about a different couple, but all the guys play in this made up university ivy league hockey team and it is so smutty and (laughs) so good i loved all there's like eight eight books in this series i read all of them like every single one and so that was a really really positive surprise um yeah i'll go with those two what are your what what were your disappointments of the year oh okay Cause you told, you texted me, I feel like a couple months ago that oh you had God. some duds. I, I had okay. some duds too. So I feel like this reading year has been so interesting for me. Cause I was looking back on it and like, yes, I read like a crazy amount of books, but I think one part of that was like, I really got into manga this year. So I read a lot of graphic novels, like at least 30 of them. Um, oh I borrowed them from one of my friends who's really into manga. And then also I'd used Libby, right? The library app mm-hmm. to get them. Um, but also, like, overall, I feel like aside from November and December, which I had a ton of five stars, thank God. But most of the rest of the year was just so, like, meh. Like, some of my Interesting. Mo- either most anticipated books um, or ones that were super hyped up, I was just like, what is go- – why are people raving about this? Like, what is happening? So – my number one most disappointing one, and this is actually way more relevant to the normal podcast content than what we've been talking about so far. Um, so I have talked a lot about um, The Fuck It Diet by Caroline Dooner on this podcast, okay. um, which I like most of that book. Um, so she, I heard last year that she was writing this book called Tired as Fuck all about like 
it's I think the subtitle is like burnout at the hands of like diet culture, hustle culture, perfectionism, whatever. And I was like, bet like I talk about that all the time. This book is going to be so good. This was my most disappointing book of the whole year. <laughs> I've even heard of that book. That's not even in my wheelhouse. And I've heard of it. So this was so disappointing because I was expecting this to be a book that I could hands down recommend to everybody, like every client, right. everybody in my life, because everyone is burned out because of diet culture and productivity mm-hmm. culture, hustle culture, everything, right? We're two people that own our own businesses. We know, we get it. So I think on the one hand, the marketing for this book was just wrong because it was marketed as basically like, here's here's how this happens and here's how to get yourself out of it. And the, the book was one, not only not that, but it was like a horribly edited Instagram rant, basically. Like Ah. it was just, it was so disappointing. And I hate saying that because I really do enjoy her first book. Mm -hmm. But man, I mean, it really just felt like the, her publisher and like her editor and stuff was like, you were so successful in your first, first book. Like what else do you want to write about now? And she was like, I'll write about this. And it was just, it was, it was more of a like memoir which is fine, but at the same time, she's a thin white woman complaining about the woes of diet culture. And it was basically just like, oh, like I got to, I had to take like a whole year off of work and like all this other stuff. And it, it just, I was reading it and I was like, this is so tone deaf. Like it's so privileged. And like, yes, that's amazing right. that you were able to, able to do that. But like this book is literally going to help no one. And I really seem like I'm dragging her here and I don't want to do that. It, just was, it was so disappointing. Oh my God. I was like actively getting so mad reading that book. And I was just like, oh my God, I cannot. Oh, it was. Anyway, I don't recommend that book to anybody. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, that kind of sounds like a total bummer. It was a huge um. bummer. And like, oh, I feel really bad because I feel like the the her first book, The Fuck It Diet, is very action-oriented and everything. And I mm-hmm. feel like, I mean, I don't know her, but I'm sure she wanted it to be that way. And it just, I don't think there was like a single to-do in that book at all. And I was just like, oh God, I didn't sign up to read about your very privileged life story. Right. So not a lot of help. Just no. rant. Well, that yeah. is a bummer. Yeah. I have plenty of other disappointments too, but you go first. <laughs> Okay, let me see. I had so many. Okay, here's a here's a big one that since that was a, such a hyped book, I'll start with my most hyped book. The Spanish Love Deception. <laughs> that I was do you know how long it took me to get this from the library? I was a hundred and fiftieth in line. Oh my god. A hundred and fiftieth. I think the DC library has ten copies or something. It took it took months to get this book. And I, I went finally, um, you know, it was available to me. It came at the perfect time. I was in, I had read some really dense fantasy reads and I was in the mood for a lighthearted rom-com. So you picked up a 500-page romance oh. book. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. I can't remember how long this thing was, but I, oh my gosh, I have to give this spoiler. I literally, it's not a huge spoiler. But can I please give it? Yeah, spoiler it's alert. It's so important. <laughs> it's, spoiler alert, but you really need to know this before you read this book. This so-called romance book, they do not kiss until page 300. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like, this is an adult. Like, this is not children. We, we are not, like, these are written about two adults that do not kiss for 300 pages. I was bored to tears during this book. And I, usually when I am bored to tears to book, I love quitting books. I'm all about quitting books. But because this was, again, hyped books, man, they just trip you up because like, I'm- I waited for months to, for this. I have waited for months for this. I was like, it has to be better than this. It has to be better. And again, it's a rom-com, so it was an easy read, but it was so boring. I mean, I I don't really have anything positive to Ugh. say about it, to be completely honest. Um, another one that was incredibly disappointing to me that I did not finish. I we could have a top, we could have like mo like quick most quit books of the year, like the fastest we quit a book. Fastest I quit a book, I literally quit this book after I think two chapters was Lessons in Chemistry. That is another hyped book. Oh my goodness. I texted Dana over this and I said, do not, do not get this book. I was so excited. I found it in one of those little libraries, you know, that are on the side of the street and it has a gorgeous cover. I mean, great graphic designer, whoever designed this. It looks like such a fun, again, rom-com. In the first chapter, again, this is not a spoiler, it's in, it's in chapter one, for crying out loud. She is brutally raped by her superior at work, then fired from her job. Um, what else happened? It was like a string. Oh, she was called a cunt by her male and insanely misogynistic co colleagues more times than I can count. Um, it was it was awful the misogyny granted i know understand this book is historical fiction is it's set in the 1950s but again i read to escape and i just reading the misogyny in this i wanted to put my fist through a wall i was i was physically vibrating about this book and i was just like i can't put myself through this there is enough actual real shit going on in the world i don't want that shit coming into my books that I'm reading to have a good time. So I closed that sucker and said, I, well, I donated it back to the little library. So it came <laughs> straight back to where it came from. <laughs> it's funny. I actually saw that one in a free little library too, but that was, I feel like I've seen, that is so many people's like number one book of the year. When I was in um, London in November, December, there was like this beautiful, of course we went to like the five story Waterstones when we were there, but there was this like beautiful Waterstones edition. I was like, should I buy this? But then it was like mm -hmm. the day before that you texted me and I was like, nope, nope, absolutely not. But it's just no. like, uh, yeah, again, I read to escape. I don't want to be, like I don't enjoy reading about that kind of stuff. So like I really would rather not. Right. And maybe, okay, I will say the writing in it was phenomenal. I mean, it was beautifully written. And I did, oh, I don't want to like rip on this author because apparently this is the author's first book and she's in her 60s. And it's like, damn, go wow. get it, girl. Yeah, yeah, go you, right? But again, I'm just, I, that's not what I signed up for. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's like tons of great conversations that should be happening, you know, in that book. But damn, that mm -hmm. was just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Which is fine. Not every book is for everyone. Yeah. Well, speaking of super hyped books that were immensely disappointing. <laughs> so I'm sure anybody who's listening to this podcast who is a reader of any kind has heard of Emily Henry. So she's one of the of most course. popular authors of the last couple of years. Her most 
popular adult books have been beach read and then people meet on vacation. Um, yep. I was kind of meh about beach read because I think just because my expectations going into it were so different than the book actually was because it's called beach read. It is a spoiler. This is not a spoiler. It is not about a beach. It is not a lighthearted read. Like <laughs> it is a romance, but it's, it's much, much deeper than that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, trigger warning for like death of a parent, infidelity, like a whole bunch of stuff like this. And then this, this author basically has to go back to her childhood home and go through all of her like dad's stuff. She found out that he had a whole nother family. It, it's dark, right? And I was like, oh shit, this is, <laughs> meanwhile, I brought this book to the beach and I was like, oh, I can't wait to have this like lovely little beach read. <laughs> nope. Um, I did really like people meet on vacation, but so I, I'm kind of like back and forth with this author, but everyone was like, oh, you know, if you are like, uh, if you liked people meet on vacation, if you're a perfectionist, like if you're the older daughter, like you'll identify with a lot of things in this book and you'll really like it. And I was like, okay, sure. I'll give her another chance. It was so fucking boring, Kara. Like, <laughs> I, again, like the, the, the one thing I will say is Emily Henry writes banter very, very well. That I did enjoy. Love that. But, Love that. but the story itself was just so boring and like don't market something as a romance if it's really not a romance right like a lot of the book was really focused more on the sister relationship which I ended Mm -hmm. up liking a lot better than like the main um character Nora and the love interest Charlie they were just like I don't know it was such a dud to me so that was like I don't know I I, I, like I bought the book at Barnes and Noble and then just like gave it away because I was like whatever it just you know and people are like oh my god this book is so amazing and then everyone's like all hyped because she has another book coming out next year and I'm just like I'm good like I don't I don't need to give her another try like you said before there's so many books out there that I really want to read so many and I'd rather just not I'm not going I'm never going into a book being like yeah this book is gonna be fine (laughs) like every time I go into a book I'm like I want this to be really good you know I actually disagree with that so, like, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I don't want to, like, bat 500 with every single book, if that makes no, sense. Like, yeah, sometimes, especially when life and work gets really, really hard. You know when life and work gets really hard and you just want to watch Friends or How I Met Your Mother for the millionth time on TV? I have that with books, for sure. That's mm-hmm. usually when I pick up a rom-com or some crazy Kindle Unlimited God knows what. you still enjoy it. You know what I mean? But I still enjoy it. But I enjoy it like at a very specific time in my life. Yeah, yeah. Again, um, um, I was going to read Round Breaker Mm -hmm. and I just returned it to the library because I know this this author is known for just epic battle scenes and I know it's going to be awesome. And cliffhangers. (laughs) And made, oh, torture. Like Game of Thrones level cliffhangers. (laughs) Brutal cliffhangers. And I want to enjoy that. But I'm not in the, I don't think I would enjoy that right now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm like putting it down. Um, okay. So that's why I did. Okay. Here's a question for you. What was a book that you read this year that was kind of outside your comfort zone? So not your typical fantasy, because that's your number one genre. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. I feel like the one that I mentioned before, Beyond the Wand, doesn't count because, like, that's Tom Felton um, from the Harry Potter series. Let me see. Um, I'd have to go back to my Goodreads and look. I'm, I'm actively <laughs> scrolling through my phone. <laughs> um, I mean, well, let's see. I mean, I mentioned I did start reading manga this year. Oh, um, okay. That's a lie. So this was so long ago, I, like, forgot. So I... Most, I have always been a fantasy reader, right? And then like, I think last year I got more into contemporary romance. Like I read, um, we both loved um, The X Talk by Rachel and Solomon. And then like Talia Hibbert's like the Brown Sisters trilogy and everything like that. So that was kind of like my new thing last year. Um, This year I read a couple of thrillers and then also Mm -hmm. cozy mysteries, which was way different for me. Um, so yep. the first one that I read was The Silent Patient. First, I think it was like the first thriller that I've ever read. I read that shit in like 24 hours. It was insane. <laughs> like it was just so fast. Like again, if you need something, this is this is a book that you can recommend to like general readers, right? Like, oh, right. you you like reading sometimes? Like read this, right? Definitely look up the trigger warnings because there's like, you know, murder and psychiatry and stuff like that. Um, but it was so quick. And then also Cozy Mystery, which I didn't even know was a genre until <laughs> this year, um, which is more of um, like there's a mystery element to it. And like there is like a murder, but there's also like a lot of food talked about and there's also <laughs> humor in it. And so there that was fun. Um, and I that was let's see. Um, Arsenic and Adobo was the one by Mia P. Maransala was the one that I actually listened to that one. Um, that one was really enjoyable. Um, the one thing is that I hated her representation of type one diabetes in there. Like that care spoiler a little bit, because this happens in like chapter two, um, the character that has type one diabetes or was it type one or type two? No, I think it was type two. Um, type two diabetes um, is the one who dies. And some of the characters were insinuating like, oh, it was his own fault because like he doesn't know how to manage his diabetes. And I was like, I can guarantee you he knows how to manage <laughs> his diabetes. Like, what are you talking about? So that was like the one part of the thing that I really didn't like. Um, but aside from that, it was a really enjoyable story. And I um, I listened to the second one as well. And it was just like a fun, good time, you know. What about nice. you? Um, so same genre is <laughs> I never read thrillers. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, I'm apparently like, I swear that I'm a more interesting person and I'm like, okay, with dealing with chaos, but apparently not in my books. <laughs> um, and so I read rock, paper, scissors. It was my third book of the year. Such a fascinating read. I, it was actually a very middle of the road book until this major twist came up that I obviously will not say Mm -hmm. but the twist was so jarring and I genuinely did not see it coming that I had to reread the chapter like I I read it (laughs) and I was like wait a minute there's there's no way they went that direction with this and I had to reread it and then I was like holy crap that that was brilliant I mean did you hear a lot of mysteries that people like figure it out? I did mm-hmm. not figure this out. <laughs> and so I've been actually, um, cause when people ask you for book recommendations, you can't just give them your favorite books. You have to ask you them. Can't what just are you give them your Kindle unlimited? <laughs> yeah. You can't give them your Kindle 
unlimited like porn collection you have to say like what are you in the mood for and I have uh, my friend Katie is not into romance and she's not she's like don't give me any magic shit meaning no fantasy so I say okay no magic shit no magic shit and so um she kind of likes a darker read and I had her read uh rock paper scissors and she Mm -hmm. loved it Again, I'll probably, it was my only thriller of the year, but it was pretty freaking good. Yeah, I think The Silent Patient was one of the two, I'm pretty sure one of the two that I read. The other one that I read um, is called The Guest List by Lucy Foley, which was really popular either last year or the year before. And I was just like, I was bored. Really? Okay, that's really interesting. That was the only thriller I read last year. And I really liked it again because I couldn't figure it out. And I really liked, I usually hate, Dana knows well that I hate multiple point of views. It's just not my jam. But I actually loved the multiple point of views in that book. But our friend, our mutual friend, Meg, Mm -hmm. she, I told her to read it because she loves the dark read. Yeah. And she hated it. She said the exact same thing that she was super bored of it. Yeah. I mean, so I love multiple point of views. You know this. Um, but I don't I don't know. I guess like there were for me, it was like I think it was like a two and a half or like three star read. And I just rem- I remember reading maybe it's because I just read The Silent Patient. I was like, I want another one of these. And I guess The Silent Patient was like so much more explosive to me. I did not right. see who did it in the guest list, which is really funny to me because if you I mean for us who don't read like a lot of thrillers or anything, some of the reviews you look at on like Storygraph or Goodreads or whatever, like Ugh, I could so totally see this coming. Well, yeah, if you read like a hundred <laughs> thrillers a year, you can probably yeah. see it coming too. But like I didn't. Um, Actually, one thing that I was going to ask you was, did you do any rereads this year of books that you've read in the past? Obviously. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, so this is the third time that I am hyping this book up, but I already read the words. I mean, I read that thing twice in this year. Uh, (laughs) Another, so my all-time favorite series, which Dana introduced me to, which I will forever be grateful for, is Caravelle. That is my favorite series of all time. I am obsessed with it. I've gotten literally 15 people I've convinced <laughs> to read this series. I'm so obsessed with it. So I reread Caravelle. Still love it. Also, um, so that author, Stephanie Garber, she, who was actually the other person at that book signing. I was so excited to meet her because she wrote my favorite book of all time. And then I got COVID and yeah. I get to go and meet her and have her sign my books. Well, but anyways, apparently uh, there's a third book in that series too. So hopefully she comes yes. back. <laughs> so I can now say that or whatever. But so she wrote this new series that's set in the same Caravel world, but about different characters called Once Upon a Broken Heart. Haven't read I, it yet. I'm going to reread the whole Caraval series and then binge all of it. <laughs> and then binge it. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm going to reread the whole thing when she comes out with her <laughs> third book. So Once Upon a Broken Heart, again... When you get so excited about a, re- a book release, you're setting yourself up for just disappointment. <laughs> and so when I read Once Upon a Broken Heart last year, was yeah, it last this year? year oh my gosh, it out. was this year. 21, it came out. Okay, well, why? The sequel came out 22. Oh, well, I must have reread it. I might have, okay, I must have reread it this year because it's on my Goodreads. But anyways, I was kind of disappointed. I just, it wasn't as mad. I always... People ask me why I love Caraval so much, and I always have the same response. It's just the most magical book I've ever read. I just, mm-hmm. I loved it. I didn't get that same feeling for Once Upon a Broken Heart, and I wasn't as obsessed with the characters as I was mm-hmm. for Caraval. But then 
the sequel came out um which is called what am i oh the ballad of never after sorry i had to look at my list (laughs) the ballad of never after oh my god it was so great the ending is brutal do not if you are going to read this book do not open goodreads do not research it online there are too many because people were just it's such an epic ending there are two like (laughs) people just like freaked out because originally the author said this was going to be a duology yeah and so people were like I finished this book and I immediately texted Dana and there is no way in God's green earth that this is a duology I mean you can't you cannot do that and um a couple weeks later then the author came out after she finished her book tour actually she canceled her book tour because I think she was just burnt out of life yeah but um yeah, she was like, yeah, I'm writing a third book. But it was just, oh, my God. It was gut-wrenching was that ending. Uh, yeah, I remember when – so she did come to our book tour stop, and somebody asked her something like, oh, are you going to write – you know, what are you going to write next, right? And she's like, I'm going to make an announcement at the end of the book tour. And she was like, it's either going to be – like, it may be in the same world as this, or it may be something completely different. And I was like, I will read whatever she writes. Like, whatever you write. What is, you know? She's um an auto buy author for the both of us. Like yeah. she's coming out with a book, I'm buying it. I don't need to know what Absolutely. it's about. I don't care yep. how much it costs. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna yep. pre-order it for a release day. You could you um, could write a comic book, and I will I will buy yeah. it from you. <laughs> yes. There's actually this um bookstagrammer that I follow that she's all about fantasy and care- finale, which is the third book in Care About, was her mm-hmm. most disappointing read of the year. She did not finish it. Fine, I wanted to. Obviously, I'm not going to say anything mean in a comment section. Who wants to be that person? I was so obsessed with that book. I loved it. Like I loved everything about it. I just it it made me sad. Yeah, (laughs) get defensive of this author. I said, "How did you? I did not finish that book." But again, I mean, there's one stars for every book in the world. Mm -hmm. So, yep, yeah. Um. Well, so you're actually going to laugh so hard at this because when I lent this book to you last year or whatever the first time we did like a big book exchange I was like I don't think I'm ever gonna read these again like there's a really weird trope at the end of this book but I reread oh, yeah. City of Bones which is the great. first in the Shadowhunters um whole series Universe. by Sandra Clare and I forgot like how freaking fun it is to be yeah. in that world the reason I reread it is because so in for anyone who's not familiar like the Shadowhunters kind of like series is what they call like low fantasy and that like it mostly takes place in like New York City, like present day, yep. but there's also like a shadow world and like demons and magic and whatever. So high fantasy is like you're in a completely different, you know, no no part mm-hmm. of the real world is involved. But so the Shadowhunters kind of series, there's like, I think six books in like the first series, which is called The Mortal Instruments, um, which is like present day. And there's like a couple of other series that are still within like, shadow hunters but they're like different periods and like different characters and everything so i've read that one and i've read the um i forget what it's called but like the clockwork prince and princess and angel and whatever series by her too which i loved um and then the next series that came out i forget exactly when it came out but it was like mid 2010s or something and so it was one of the first books that i read when i was getting back into reading in grad school and it's called um lady midnight i think um And so I read that 
And actually, this is such a funny story because I remember reading that. I'd like stayed up until like two o'clock in the morning, like finishing it or whatever. I ordered the next book and then somebody freaking stole it off my doorstep. So Ah. I never read the second book. And that was like five years ago at this point. So I was like, shit, like I, there's three books in that series. And she has a new trilogy that's out, which actually the third book in that, the chain of iron gold something series is coming out like the end of January. But I'm like, I can't read the newest series without reading like, basically I think you're supposed to read this other series before you read I guess the new one or whatever so I was like okay well I don't remember anything about this world so I'm just gonna reread the very first book that she ever wrote like kind of trigger my memory and stuff and then reread the um like Lady Midnight and the other ones so that was a really fun reread for me I was like oh this gives me such like early like 2012 fantasy vibes which is just like it's like the era of like the Hunger Games and like yep. Divergent and you know everything like that, which was just such a fun reading time. Um, and so I had a really good time with that. I um, totally agree. Also, you can't read that. I think you lent me that series. I have on my shelf Queen of Air and Darkness. So you gate lent me that book. I have that copy of yours. The hardcover one. Yeah. It's oh not, yeah. Really no, it's, okay. it's because anyways, I bought the paperbacks. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> you can keep it or put it in a free oh, library when you're oh, done. Oh, great. Um, but yeah, no, I'll probably actually like keep that one. But it no, so many cover. people, it is a gorgeous cover. So many people have issues with Cassandra Clare. And if yep. anyone has read the original series, um, the Mortal Instruments that Dana was just referring to, you know what we're talking about, but no spoilers, so we won't <laughs> yeah. say it. There is some it's weird, weird stuff. It's a weird trope. There's a really weird trope. It's a trope. weird trope that we're kind of like, what? Who? What? It's like, why? And you pass this? Like, the publisher was like, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's go with this. Like, you really, you went there, but it's fine. It gets Um, resolved. I will, (laughs) it gets resolved. I guess that was kind of a spoiler, but whatever. No, Um, because we don't say how it gets resolved. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what I like about, again, they're very, very fun reads, but I am just such a sucker for good dialogue Mm -hmm. and she has just some great snarky dialogue she Hunter Claire obviously loves a morally gray boy herself um and I I just love him I did read that was on my list this year I read the clockwork is it clockwork princess yeah yeah that you mentioned Mm -hmm. or clockwork angel the intern yeah the infernal devices oh yeah I liked them. I didn't love, I ended up loving the, the first one, the mortal mm-hmm. instruments um, series. And I read online, a lot of people were frustrated that they felt like it was just like a repeat that all like, there was like, well, this character is really just this character refurbished yeah. in, in the main book. But my thought is if you love that world, like who cares? Yeah. Like when you be if there was another Caraval series that essentially she just wrote Caraval Part Two, I would be all about it. <laughs> I would I would happily read if she just created a whole new series with characters that were really just refurbished versions of her first series. Like I would mm-hmm. be all about it. So do what you will. I I think they're fun books too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have a good time with that. There, there's a lot of books that I'm looking forward to reading next or this this year. <laughs> Wow. Have you year. have you read um I lent you this one. Have you read Blood and Ash yet? Nope, not yet. Oh, that <laughs> one I loved. Again, I'm 
and people listening to this are be like, does this girl only read like about morally gray men and her romance weird books? Listen, it's a really I mean, big trope now. It's like everybody's it's morally tro- gray. Like Kindle Unlimited I, is like mainstream, you know? Yeah. I don't know what it was. I guess I was like the year of the 2022 is the year of the morally gray man in my library. But mm-hmm. um, it has a delicious male lead in that book and the again the dialogue is just fantastic like yeah, great dialogue I actually afraid to start it because it's a series right and i'm like oh. yeah <laughs> i mean i binged it it was it is a series but it's not it's not like an e it's not like a super easy book you know like the inheritance game but it's mm-hmm. not so sarah J Moss dense. It's yeah. kind of in between those. Okay. So you can you don't have to be scared of starting it. Okay. I think there's four or five books out yeah. there. Doesn't she also um, have like a spin-off series too? She has a spin-off series. That was another one that people that was highly criticized because they said this is literally just your series. Yeah. Just I like did refurbish into new characters. Mm-hmm. I read it. It was it was all right. I liked the first series a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Um and I can't wait until she finishes it. Um, do you want to talk about books that we disagree on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I have one that I completely do not understand the hype. This was, you know how Goodreads tells you, this is your most shelved book of the year. Yeah. yeah as yeah. meaning so many people have read this. So my most shelved book of the year was The Night Circus. I do <laughs> not understand the hype around this book. I read I it because don't. so many people... <laughs> said that it's like Caraval and that's why I was so excited to read it there is no dialogue yeah literally you show up on page 200 or something 50 percent 50 percent of the way through the book mm-hmm. and the two lead characters are suddenly in love and they're just desperately in love I'm like these two people <laughs> have not spoken to each other I have been following this word for word there are no quotation marks in this book there are there is no speaking Yep. I, it drove me insane. I just don't understand. Please tell me why people are so, so, so obsessed with this book. You mean why this is one of my favorite books of all time? Yes. Yeah, so, why? No, I know. So I'm, I'm starting to understand more because, okay, when we first started both getting back into reading, we were like, oh my God, we love all the same books. This is so great. Yeah. And there, at first it was like just the Night Circus, but there's like a couple of other ones that we also mm-hmm. disagree on. I'm starting to see like why. So like I mentioned before with like Strange the Dreamer, like I don't think you would actually like that book. And I'm realizing one of the reasons that I, that really catapult books up like that for me is the really like lyrical, like atmospheric writing and stuff like that. Like, don't get me wrong. I love plot and I love drama and I love the dialogue and everything like that. But I also really love just kind of being there in the story with the characters and just like experiencing as they go through things so things like daughter of smoke and bone strange the dreamer (laughs) the night circus right like other stuff like that that I really really liked I figured that you wouldn't like that um so I think people compare it to Caraval because it is about like the first line in that book is like the circus arrives every night at midnight right and so it's talking about how like are you recording me (laughs) I wanted to take an Instagram story. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Shoot me. <laughs> no, I thought you were trying to record like, let's see, Dana, explain why the Nike Circus is actually good oh, when yeah, I think it's trash. <laughs> record footage. of like, I want to document oh why people God. are obsessed with this book. No, I was just sharing and oh, basking yeah. in our lovely conversation. I have headphones on for crying out loud. There's no audio here. 
Oh, that's true. Um, but so, okay. So I think the reason why people make the comparison between the Night Circus and Carval is because they're both about like a circus atmosphere and there's right. magic. And like there is a lot of magic in the Night Circus. It's just there are these two kind of like apprentice magicians that are like kind of battling back and forth by like creating different parts of the circus, right? And I think for me, like the writing of Aaron Morgenstern was just like so vivid, just like Lainey Taylor's writing, um, where like I could exactly picture myself in that. And I was like, oh my God, like I just want to be here. I don't care what happens. Like this is so cool, right? So I think that's why people really like it if they really love that atmospheric lyrical writing. Um, but yeah, there was like no dialogue in that book at all. <laughs> None. None. That is such a clutch element for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned another book that we disagree on, um, Daughter of Smoke and Bone. Mm-hmm. So again, this also, t- for me, this also ties back to Caraval yep. because I follow Stephanie Garber, the author. Sorry for everyone if I mispronounced her last name on Instagram. And she uh a reader asked what's your favorite book of all time and she said that series and I said okay well she's my favorite author mm-hmm. so therefore I must love this book it was torture getting through it if she had not recommended it I would have not finished that book <laughs> but I just I kept pushing through because I said okay she has she she must I love her work therefore mm-hmm. if she loves this I'm I must be missing something so I pushed myself through it did not enjoy it at all i just didn't really get the hype i just mm-hmm. didn't, there was that she said that, like the romance is epic i didn't get that at all um but you loved it yeah but you also I finished the it. series and you said that book one was kind of the yeah. worst one of the group yeah so it's really interesting because this is actually really really similar to the court of thorns and roses series and the way that mm-hmm. the trajectory of the books go in the sense that like once you read the second and third book, you realize that the first book is really just a prequel. And you're like, Interesting. oh, like this is a totally, this is totally different than what I expected, right? And like, I enjoyed the first book. Like it was a four star for me because I was just like, oh, this is such a cool world and things are unfolding and whatever. And then I got to the second book and I was like, oh, <laughs> I get it now. And then the third book, I was like, holy shit, like this is so cool, you know? So, but again, Lainey Taylor is the very kind of like lyrical writing and kind of world building and stuff like that. Um, But I think I also probably had a better time with it because I had zero expectations going into it. This was just one that I picked up at my high school book sale and I was like, this looks cool, like weird cover, but sure. And I read the back of it and I was like, that sounds awesome. So like I just read it and I was like, whoa, this is really cool. And then I read the second book and I was like, okay, yep, I'm definitely continuing at this. I mean, I think it would have had way different expectations if I had seen like oh Stephanie Garber says like this is my favorite book I'd be like wow I'm expecting this to be my new favorite book of all time and then it, it would have been fallen short I think uh recommendations on your point is such a it's such like a funny area to get into I will never look on Goodreads for a recommendation on honestly I only look on Goodreads if I've read part of the book already mm-hmm. and I'm wondering whether or not to finish it and then I kind of look to other people if they're feeling the same way and you know is it worth it is it gonna get better but one thing we were talking about this year was like some of our favorite author what are their recommendations and that was how I felt when I read Kingdom of the Wicked which is what I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation and I finished that first book and again I just I just loved it I had not read the second book yet 
And in the author acknowledgments at the end of the book, she thanks Stephanie, Stephanie Garber, the author of Caraval. And so that's when I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like they're, they're best friends. They read each other's works. They literally send each other chapters. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think of this kind of thing? So that's one thing I'm trying to get better about is saying like, okay, people that I love, again, with you, apparently with the exception of Daughter of Smoke and Bone, that was the one <laughs> exception. Like if I love someone's work, like what are they reading? What are they shelving? Because a random person on the internet, I will not take their recommendations. No. Again, because they don't know what my mood is. Like they don't know what I love or something. So there are books that I am obsessed with that people put down. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's the same thing. Like if I'm if I'm like in a bookstore and I've like never heard of something, I might look on Goodreads because if it's like rated like a three point zero and it has like you know a hundred thousand reviews, I'm like okay, I'm probably not gonna buy this full price. You know, right. but I may get it. I may get it a chance otherwise because like for example, they're. I mean, I don't know what the ratings are for like Black Sun or any of these other books are. I don't give a shit what anybody else says. Like that was my favorite book of the year. And I think you will like that one because there is a lot of action, but it's also in certain parts very atmospheric. Um, But man, there were just... Another one that I forgot to mention is, oh, I reread this too. So um, a couple years ago, I read An Ember in the Ashes. I think we might disagree on this one too. I can't remember if you've read it. Ember in the Ashes. By Saba What What is that? Um, I read so that? it's dual POV, but there's only two. Um, it's okay, about... I'm okay with two. I'm okay with two. That I'm okay. that I'm down with. Okay, so it's dual POV, and it's it's a young adult book, and so it's in this kind of like um, alternate world that's kind of inspired on like the ancient no, 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 no. Roman Empire. So there's like the mm-hmm. Martial Empire is what they call it, and then there's another group of people that are called the Scholars that are like their slaves because there was like a huge scholar uprising and they were put down and anything so there's this girl that becomes who's a scholar girl who's becomes part of the resistance and she kind of infiltrates the like big military academy and you're also following like one of the boys that's in the military academy um so I read that like I think two three years ago at this point and it was a five star for me like it was one of those that I picked up at the book sale and I was like oh this is cool I think it was written in like 2013 or 14 or something like that um and I was like oh my god this is amazing but then we were talking about, you know, series being unfinished. And the fourth book in that series wasn't going to come out until December of last year or something like that, right. like 2021. So I was like, okay, I need to stop now because <laughs> I'm not going to read three books in this series and then wait a year for this to come out because I'll have to reread it because I read too much. So I loved five stars on reread also. I loved that whole series, but I don't know that you would like it because the trajectory is similar to the throne of glass series is like initially you're really only following those two point of views and then in the second book you follow a third point of view and then in the next book you also follow another point of view and they kind of like adds one with each book and I love stuff like that because I love seeing everything from like different angles and I really like following kind of multiple storylines and seeing them all come together um so I loved that series and that was one that had um an audiobook that had multiple narrators for each point of view mm-hmm. so you could actually kind of follow along with it a lot easier um but yeah that one was 
I could go on a good tangent about an Ever in the Ashes too. But then I was, you know, I watched a lot of booktube this year and like <laughs> reviewers and stuff. And I there were that. some like fantasy, you know, YouTubers and everything that hated that series. And I'm like, that's really interesting. Really? We love, there are some books that we love in common. And then there's this one girl who like, hated ember in the ashes like hated black sun hated strange the dreamer i'm like damn okay top three like that means our our reading tastes are not the same you know it's okay yeah (laughs) it's okay there's something out there for everyone yeah um i think that would be okay i mean if it's only adding one point of view per book i think i could be okay with i think you would really like the first one and you might you might be okay with stopping after that yeah it could be read as a standalone. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. What else? What are you reading right now? I'm reading the second book of Strange the Dreamer. It's called Muse of Nightmares. Nice. Super, super interesting. Um, and then I'm deciding what to read next. So this year, 2023, I'm really trying to get... This is so funny because I'm, I'm constantly saying like, oh, I'm a fantasy girl, you know, whatever. I really didn't read that much fantasy this past year. Like I read a bunch of kind of like random stuff. And I think that was kind of mm-hmm. why my reading year was so meh, right? So I'm really looking forward to like getting back to fantasy like series and stuff. Um, so, oh, a couple of things that I really want to read next year. One is Babel or Babel by R.F. Kwong. Okay. Looks so good. Um, it's kind of like an alternate history retelling, um, of like Oxford University, I believe, and how like colonialism and racism and everything like really plays into who writes history and how it's written. Um, which mm-hmm. sounds so cool. And apparently there's also like a magical component. I'm trying not to go into it with too high of expectations because it's a lot of people's best book of 2022. And I'm like, e. Um, so that one I'm really looking forward to. I also really want to read The Blood Trials by Annie Davenport, which I've heard has been compared to Red Rising, which I loved that series too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's when we disagree on. <laughs> yes, that is when we disagree on too. Um, and then... What's the other one I really want to read? I really wish I just like walked over to my bookshelf. Um, I also really want to read The Green Bone Saga by Fonda Lee, which is like Jade War, Jade Legacy, and something else, which is another fantasy series that just looks so cool. Um, But yeah, I think next year is going to be the year of fantasy for me. Fantasy resurgence. What about you? Yeah. Um, I definitely need to tone down. Well, I can't hold Kindle Unlimited if anyone was wondering how that story. I know. Because I was just like, do I really enjoy the words was a wonderful surprise. But after that, I was kind of like, am I really enjoying these? These are all like three stars. Give me some, give me back into the five stars. Um, I just finished um, Misfit, which is by L. Kennedy, who wrote uh, the Off Campus and Briar U series, which I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. It wasn't bad. It was you know, three and a half stars ish. Yeah. I just wasn't as obsessed as others. Same. I have such a huge list of fantasy series that I need to um, put on my list. Oh my gosh, there are so many. Well, first of all, I need to read this series or the sequel to Legendborn. Me too. I was but, just going to say that I need to reread Legendborn and then read Bloodmarked. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Um. I'm third in line, I think, at the library. So hopefully I'll be getting it like very soon. Um. But I do, I feel like people are going to be like, how do you hate Sarah J Moss? I don't. I promise <laughs> I don't. Um. I need to read A Court of Thorn and Roses. That is on my list. Oh, 
scatter me have you ever heard of this book i've seen it so many places yeah. on instagram like and people are obsessed 10 like okay tiktok is making books from the 2010s like research reemerge um, yeah so yeah i think that's um, one of those i never read it that, but i've heard of it um people say that it's like the perfect combination of romance slash fantasy so i'm really excited to read that daughter of the pirate king is mm-hmm. another fantasy that has been yeah that I is have on that. my it's shelf like forever <laughs> oh wait seriously have you yeah. read it Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was it good? really fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, because that was like one of like a funner one that I like wanted to read. Yeah, um, I read that in, like two days. <laughs> it looks like that. Okay, yeah, that, maybe I'll borrow that from you very, very soon. Children of Blood and Bone. Yes. Yeah, you read that. Mm-hmm. I loved okay. that. Book. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't read. I would say that. Yeah, sequel, those are my top ones. But yeah, I really liked are, that a lot. Yeah, I would say like those are like the top ones on my list. Um, I did, oh, and I'm not sure if you've read this one. It was This Woven Kingdom came out like last year and its sequel comes out, I think in February or March called like These Infinite Threads. Mm -hmm. It was a fantasy read that I was also obsessed with, but again, only one book is out and Mm -hmm. I am just, I just, it was so good that it's just torture (laughs) reading I have all this way since Harry Potter, man. I can't be waiting years for a new book to come out. This is just... I know. That's why I'm excited for the Greenbone Saga, which is Jade War. And then I also forgot to mention, I want to read the Poppy War, finally, um, which is also... Both of those are completed series, in case anyone's Mm -hmm. wondering. Good. Um, I am. (laughs) Only you. (laughs) Only Kara is the only one that cares. (laughs) No one else Um, has a problem. Yeah. And then... Actually, let's talk about this because this is one I have mixed feelings about and I've heard so many different things. So I really enjoyed Throne of Glass um, way more than the Court of Thorns and Roses series, but I did enjoy that too. The first book, I was kind of like, I do not get the hype, like whatever. And so I kind of like really skimmed through the second half of it. And then I read the synopsis of what happens at the end. And then I kind of read a spoiler and I was like, what the fuck? And then I read the rest of the series and I was like, okay, (laughs) I get it. Like, it's fun. Um, Yeah. But so... Her new series, which is like the Crescent City and, you know, like all of the other ones. Yep. I have heard people either love it or like, this is some shit. Like, so I'm like, that book is like 700 pages. I'm going to wait until the third one comes out and then people can tell me if they like the whole series and then I'll decide if I want to read it or not. (laughs) That, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's why I think she's such a polarizing author. Um, But obviously very successful woman she does write incredibly well so kudos to her but Mm -hmm. i did not hate throne of glass i feel like i'm always saying this i did not hate it but there were just certain books that you were like oh why like the sixth book it was wild (laughs) that all these books were in the same series yeah because i i mean it's been a couple months since i read it i mean i read it at the beginning of the year i think it was books three and five yeah to me were perfect book five is elite (laughs) we agree on that (laughs) elite it was so epic and so wonderful i I loved it i mean and like it had multiple point of views and at first i was really fighting it and then by the end it is just so epic that i was like yes oh my god i love this and then the sixth book came Mm -hmm. and it was about a character that i genuinely wish had been killed off (laughs) it was so boring and I I hated it from start to finish I I mean I was so angry and I felt honestly now that I've read it I think I could have skipped it or just I just could have read I mean it was just so not necessary she wrote an entire book 
that was not necessary. Mm-hmm. I feel as though it could have been a so many people have agreed with me. <laughs> I'm like bashing um, commenters on Goodreads, but now since they're agreeing with me, I'm cheering them on. Um, <laughs> so many people were just like, that could have been a, a what do you call novella. them? A novella. novella. Yeah. yeah. I just, did yeah. I really have to read 600 pages on yeah. that? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been, there's oh, like, a- that would have been torture if I read it when it was actually released. Oh my gosh. If I had been that looking forward to the sixth book and then I found that out, I would have burned a building down yeah yep yeah and then the seventh one is so tough because that's it's literally a thousand pages right it's a thousand pages pages that is longer than the bible isn't it i don't know but probably (laughs) (laughs) either do either do i yeah but i mean i think like i enjoyed that book but also like there were so many threads that she had to wrap up in that book yeah and I feel like, I mean, she must have had like one of those whiteboards where they're like trying to solve a crime and like all the different red strings yeah. and everything like that. Because like, for the most part, I think she wrapped things up. So like you weren't wondering like, oh, there's that, you know, like one character, like I wonder what happened to them. But yeah. some of them I was just like, oh, I just wanted, Urgh. I was so mad about, if anybody knows the Lorcan storyline, I was so mad. You were so mad about oh. this too. We haven't oh, talked about so it so mad. While, but. He was one of my favorite characters. Um, what, Me too. That was the lead, origin lead. of your morally gray character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love me some Lorcan. I love that man. And Elid. Oh, my gosh. What a great character. I, I was obsessed with her. Yeah. What a strong character. I love her. I do. One thing that Sarah J. Moss I really appreciate about um, she writes about really strong women. Like mm-hmm. there is no damsel in distress in her mm-hmm. world, which I really is really nice. Cause that's what you usually get alongside yeah. a morally gray man is you get a softer woman. No, mm-hmm. like these women yeah, are super great. fiery. So I do like that about it. Yeah. I don't know how she kept those. People. Maybe she hired like Steve Kornacki, the political <laughs> guy to like whiteboard <laughs> for a weekend. Like maybe he was just like in her house just oh this is how you keep it straight yeah no idea how, how she kept it straight man how do we even end this I, I have no like idea about this forever <laughs> I feel like I've covered my bases we did yeah. disappointments highlights what we're reading what we're looking forward to yeah. what we disagree on what do we how do we send these people like go forth and prosper kind yeah, of before the prosper um okay well first i would say if you all like this episode let us know because we will 100 do it again <laughs> like maybe yeah, in a couple the, months this is the highlight of my week like honestly it'll probably be the highlight of my january it's, just <laughs> it's only january 4th this is gonna be the highlight of oh, our january <laughs> yeah it's all downhill from here um no this was the like just nerd out on books because so many people do not care people always want to talk about what they're binging on netflix i'm like can i please just talk to you about my books mm-hmm because I, read, I just read the same TV, or I just watch the same TV shows over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty boring in that department. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. So we obviously have, okay, this is how we're going to end it. So we have some, like, very specific recommendations, right? If you want, yes. like, atmospheric lyrical writing, follow my lead, right? If you want more, like, dialogue-heavy, like, plot everything, follow Kara, right? Yep. But so let's try and give, like, one general recommendation from this year that we think like most people would like if they like either fantasy or romance let's say okay we can only say one no you can say more than one (laughs) okay I would say 
I would say I, I would back Defy the Night. That was a really well written book. Have you read it? Nope. Did you read not it? Yet. Oh, is there is. gonna be a third one? Like I gotta if wait. There's gonna be a third one. Yeah, no, I'm just the masochist over here just torturing myself. Um, <laughs> Defy the Night, I will back that recommendation. It was really well written. Um, very interesting. It is about a pandemic, and she, the author wrote it before the pandemic. Oh, yeah, right. She actually addresses this in her author's note. She's like, just so everyone knows, <laughs> I wrote this in 2019. It was published during the pandemic. Um, it's set, set in a made-up world. There's not really any, even though it's made up in a made-up world, there's not really a lot of magic going on. But yeah. I love the characters. Love this girl's writing. Um, I actually read, so the author again, this is Bridget Kemmerer that lives out in the Baltimore area. I read a blog post that she wrote explaining how to write a plot line. And it was such an interesting blog post to read because it was directed at other authors being like, this is how you write a book, essentially. And it was so interesting and it reflected her writing so well because she said, you need to have, you can't just have, um, interpersonal conflicts you need to have an external conflict so not just the fights between the characters but what's going on in the world and you need to get there and you need to get there fast and then don't wait 100 pages and force your reader to figure out what's going on and I thought I read that and I thought that is why I love you because that, mm-hmm. that describes her writing you know her plot you know what the basis is of her story chapter one she does not force you to figure it out on your own. She lays it out for you and just dives right in. So again, a really good book, honestly, a really good author to follow if you are in a reading slump because she is not going to make you work for it. She just lays it out. So that's my recommendation. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Um, I think I'll, I'll echo one that I did before and then I'll give one more too. It's really funny. Like I asked you that question and I was like, shit, what is my answer? Like what <laughs> Um, but I, I would really recommend Amari and the Night Brothers. So fun. Um, and you can get through it so quick. Um, wildly different direction, adult romance. Um, I read this when I was in London last month and I just flew through it when I was on the plane. Um, King of Battle and Blood by, uh, Scarlett St. Clair might be on Kindle Unlimited, right? It's that kind of book. Um, but it was just so fun. Like there's vampires and there's a strong female lead and like there's magic and there's like, well, we didn't know about this magic. And it's also like these, I I would describe this as a Slytherin romance because like what? Damn. the main characters are not nice. They're not good people. <laughs> but it was so fun to follow along with that, which is actually really yeah. funny because- so you mentioned Daughter of the Pirate King. So Trisha, Trisha Leventhaler, the author of that, also wrote The Shadows Between Us, which has been described as a Slytherin romance. But mm-hmm. I read that in the beginning of this year and like, it was fine, but I don't know. It wasn't that great. But then I read this one and I was like, oh, this is a Slytherin romance. This like is it, it. Was, it was like deliciously like bad. And it's not like super, super smutty or anything if people don't like that. Um, but you know, there was like a good bit of romance and there's also plot. And then the second book actually just came out, I think like a week or two ago. And I'm really excited to read it. And it's just like such a fast, fun read and stuff. And I'm just like, so those would be my two polar opposite recommendations, (laughs) middle grade and adult romance. (laughs) Love it. I'm putting them on my list. 
Yes. Okay. Well, we should probably close this out because we've been talking for yep. almost an hour and a half at this point. Um, but thank you for coming on and nerding out with books about me. I would 100% oh, do this again. All the time. Anytime. Um, yeah. But I think we should plug our friend Meg's book podcast, right? Oh, um, yes. What? Oh, my gosh. It's Friends, Friends We Meet Reading. Friends We Meet Reading. Our friend Meg, our mutual friend, um, mm-hmm. started a book podcast. So which I think I'm going to be on soon. We're going to be talk about um, the invisible life of Addie LaRue. Ooh, which I we have, also not, have rec- not read yet. Oh, it's good. Like it, it's, <laughs> it was not a 22 read. It was a 21 read for me, mm-hmm. but it's good. Yeah. I'm excited to read that. I want to read that this year too. Um, but yeah, we'll link that. I don't know if I'll be able to link all of the books that we talked about in the show notes because uh, that's a freaking lot. Um, <laughs> but maybe eventually I'll do that. Maybe but, just the maybe just the positive books. Maybe not the oh, books true. that were disappointing. Because <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's do that. Okay, we'll do. The positive I mean, books. someone likes it, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let people know where they can find you if they want some uh, copywriting or website design. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can find me at karamccartney.com. Kara is spelled with a K. McCartney is spelled like Paul McCartney. My Instagram handle. Oh, what is my Instagram handle? Kara underscore McCartney. I think so. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Kara underscore McCartney on Instagram. That's where you can find me. Yay. Well, thanks for coming on and talking nerdy with me. <laughs> yes. Love it. Love nerding out. Okay, I'll see you soon. I want to borrow your books. Oh, duh. Anytime. Okay, let me start the recording. Hold on. Stop. That was so much fun. I know. Hey, friends. It's Dana, and thanks for listening to the Wholehearted Eating Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your family and friends. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you can, we would absolutely love it if you left a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps spread the word so more people can find the show and learn how to break out of diet culture, the body image spiral, and find a more peaceful relationship with food in their bodies with wholehearted eating. If you're interested in learning more about how you can work with me or Christina for one-on-one nutrition counseling or checking out our self-paced courses, head over to wholeheartedeating.com. And we'll see you again here next week.